0: Welcome to the KMLD Personal Growth Podcast with your host, Carl Murray. Each week, we discuss relevant personal growth topics and how each can grow into whom God intended us to be.
1: Welcome back to the KMLD Leadership Podcast. Today's show is an introduction to my new radio program on Impulse Africa Radio. Uh, it's a weekly program that will be aired on Saturday mornings at 10 South African time. The program will deal with growth for for individuals and for businesses in the African context. Each show will have downloadable content and downloadable tools that you can use. Um, So it's not just listening to the show and forgetting about it. We're hoping to empower everybody and give them the tools that they need to to grow. So please join us every Saturday morning. Uh, Tune in. But if you don't have a chance to tune in live, we will be posting each program as a podcast afterwards and also on my Facebook page, KMLD online. Enjoy. Thank you. Let me talk a little bit about myself. Um, my name is Carol Murray. I'm a, a coach, a speaker, a trainer with the John Maxwell Company. Uh, I'm also a qualified uh, NLP practitioner. That's neuro-linguistic programming. It sounds a lot more complicated than it really is, but what it does is it helps us to think about mindsets and how we can change who we are and what we do and our success in life by changing the way that, that we think. Um, I, I started my, my career in Africa way back in, in 1996, was when I first started working. Uh, and, and that might give away my age a little bit. But soon after that, I, I got the opportunity to, to work with a magnificent international company, massive corporate uh, from, from Europe somewhere. But my career path by 2000 took me into Africa. Uh, I'm from South Africa, of course, um, born and bred here uh, in Pumalanga, which is uh, one of the eastern provinces uh, of South Africa, a small mining town, uh, Witbank now it's called uh, I I can't say that I really loved living there. It was cold in the winter, it was hot in the summer, it was covered with coal mines, it was dusty and... I suffered terribly with allergies. So when I had the chance to leave and move down to the coast, I was super excited. I I saw myself as this long sun-bleached hair surfer dude that has all the girls running around him, you know, because he's so cool. Needless to say, that never happened. But um, I, I started working when I was in Port Elizabeth for a shipping company and as we all know that as uh, as most of africa most of the countries in africa are landlocked we're, we're stuck in the middle of nowhere with no oceans so i ended up on my first poti- posting outside of south africa in uganda now when <laughs> when i was first offered the opportunity to go to uganda my, my family thought i was insane i was going to get slaughtered uh, images of Idi Amin came back, and, and, and my family was praying for me, saying, you, you cannot go. Uh, are you going to be safe? Do you need a gun? I, I did a bit of research, and I knew that, look, Uganda was not that bad. Um, I mean, why would my company op- open an office there if, they, if it was a war zone, if I was going to get abducted and get sold to, to some rebels? So, I hopped on the plane, and I, uh, I ended up in Uganda. We arrived in the middle of the night in Entebbe Airport. It was dark and as you take that long road, if you've ever been to Uganda and you arrived at Entebbe Airport and driven to the capital Kampala, the nighttime scene is magnificent. The roads are lined with small little shacks and restaurants, candlelit, lit, massive vibe. The music coming out of there, I think you've got music from every single country and region within Africa on that one little drive That you take to Kampala. The traffic was insane. I had never seen anything like it, of course. But it was great. Uh, I had moved there at the time with my my girlfriend and as we arrived, we thought, my gosh, this is amazing. This is paradise. We arrived at the place where we were staying and um, well, let's say the the rest was almost history. From Uganda, I I spent about two years there, and I I met the most amazing people, the the greatest, most inspiring people that I've met uh, ever, uh, I must say. And I loved the country. It was beautiful, the nature, the culture, the fish. My goodness, if you ever go to Uganda, you have to, have to, have to go down to either the Nile and have some Nile perch, or just go sit at one of the little, uh, tiny little restaurants on, on Lake Victoria and enjoy the fish. They literally catch it fresh. You know, I don't know what you call it when you kill a fish, but <laughs> they gut the fish, they take the scales off and, and they prepare it right there for you. It is really, really amazing. From Uganda, my, my journey took me to, to Zambia, where eventually uh, I, I met my wife there and got married in Zambia. Spent a couple of years there. Again, amazing people. I think there's a big similarity between the, the nature and, and the temperament of the people from Uganda and Zambia. So, I loved it. I, I had no intention of going back to South Africa at any time. Africa, to me, was where I wanted to be. I spent a couple of years in Zambia, then moved down to Mozambique, all still within the same industry, um, all, all in an area of shipping and transport and logistics. Now, that's never what I wanted to do. I had very different dreams growing up. I, I wanted to be an engineer. I wanted to be a pilot. I wanted to be an architect. You know, our, our dreams change every single day uh, when when we're at school and when we're still learning uh, what it is that we want. And And the schooling system, when we grew up, basically told you what you were going to be one day when you grow up. It was never a matter of you choosing what you wanted to be. We had aptitude tests when you were around 16, um, grade 10 uh, around that time. And your school would tell you, Carl, you are going to be an architect or you are going to be an accountant or you will be a doctor. Uh, you had very little say in it uh, at that time. So here I am in Africa and uh, in transport and logistics where I found myself sort of by chance. Uh, it was never what, uh, what I had planned. From Zambia I moved down to Mozambique, lived a couple of years there and then uh, I went back to Zambia, uh, which is then where I spend most of the rest of my time uh, in Africa and, and my daughter was born in Zambia as well. Um, Carmen Grace, a <laughs> lover to bits and she's, she is what drives me. Uh, and, and as we go on later on through, through the series, we are going to talk about things that, that drive us. What is it that motivates you? Um, is, it, is it riches that you want? Is it money that you want? Or is it the love for your family? Is it providing for your family? And, and we'll get into that uh, later on as we as we proceed. Now, during my time in Africa, and coming from a an apartheid South Africa, it, I, I was in the ni- in the eleventh grade when we had our first real democratic elections in nineteen ninety four. So. Most of my upbringing was within an apartheid South Africa. Um, e- even back then, you know, I, I never really saw any logic in the systems and, and, and how the country was running at the time. So, so for me, it was just a natural course, course for things to change. Um, going into Africa, coming from that background, where a lot of people within South Africa then and to an extent now still have a fair amount of animosity. Between all races, uh, and, and um, if you watch mainstream media, they they are very keen to always highlight that for us. But what I did find was that there is deep within ourselves we are all exactly the same. There's a similarity. We were all we all came to be on Earth through the same way. So why would be why would we be that different? And as I spent my time in Uganda and and in Zambia and in Mozambique, I. I fell in love with people's desire to improve themselves, to, to be better. In Mozambique, I, I was stunned by how the Portuguese colonialist background had impacted the people of Mozambique with the limitations they put on education, preventing people to pursue their dreams, unless you were part of a certain, uh, certain demographic, right? and the the hungering people to learn and to be better to improve themselves outside of what we were taught is how it is done in south africa that really really lit a fire under me and it put massive inspiration inside me and it became my purpose to to help people to achieve those dreams simply by seeing this it was simple things that we don't see in south africa at all um, or never used to, uh, I think it's happening a lot more now, but you would have a person in a very low income job earning very little money, but with a little bit he has, he finds a way to buy land, not, not getting credit from the bank. Keep that in mind, these are guys who earn, I guess in South African terms, maybe five, 6,000 rand a month, if that much, that's like $300 which in, in some African countries is a massive amount of money. And, and we don't really realize always uh, when you are in an upper income bracket, you don't realize the sacrifices people have to make simply just to move from day to day. But these guys with their, their $300 would buy a piece of land. They would build a house. They would put their kids through school. And every single day when you see them, they greet you with the most massive smile on their face. They embrace you. They are excited for every single day. And it helped me to reflect on on, on what we've become used to as the norm and sort of expected. For for me, growing up, having to build a house with cash was never an option. I guess even building a house was not an option. I would buy a house that was already constructed and I would get a loan from the bank and I would pay off the loan. Seeing these things, seeing the struggles people go through, sitting with people in their homes, I I never saw myself as better than any of the people that I worked with or the people that worked for me. Whether you you were a gardener, whether you were the lady that helped me uh, clean the house, whether you were a guy that opened the gate at work where I go every single day. To me, each and every single person is the same regardless of their income, regardless of their... Social standing if if it is a person they deserve respect and you give them that respect Sitting with these people in their homes and 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 seeing how How they make do with what they have and listening to their dreams the, the, Those dreams that we we take for granted That really really inspired me. I, I had a a young guy work for me in Zambia um, I'll use him <laughs> and talk about him a bit more later on. He started working for me as a security... Well, not for me. He was employed by the security company that we had uh, in Zambia that would open the gate, that would check the trucks for contraband and, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, generally, people who are security guards are considered sort of the last of the, the employment takers. You know, they, they couldn't find a job doing anything else, so they become a, a security guard. And this guy once came to me and he, he handed me a CD. He, he was always dressed very funky, always had these big, weird sunglasses on and dressed like, a, uh, like someone from an Eminem video, <laughs> big baggy hip hop clothes and all that. And he brought me a CD and he said, Mr. Moray, can you listen to my music and tell me if it's any good? I, I want to cut a CD. I want to be an artist. And and to make a long story short and not take away from the future discussions that we'll have about him and and hopefully an interview as well, from that day where he was a security guard and listening to his CD, he came to me and he said, do you not have something else for me to do here? Because as a security guard, I can't pursue what I'm doing. He eventually got a job uh, as a delivery guy. We taught him how to ride a motorbike. We helped him get, get his license and now every week every couple of weeks he's putting out new music it's not it's not music i've ever listened to but it's catchy it's nice and he loves doing what he's doing and he's making people smile he's being asked to go into clubs into parties to host to to go to events and entertain the people there this is what he loves to do not what he was told he can do Not that he was told, you don't have the qualifications because of a poor education system, so you have to be a security guard. He simply said, that is not enough, and I am going to be more, and he became more. This is is what brought me into the coaching environment, Uh, being able to sit down with people at, at any level and helping them find within themselves the way forward, their answers as a coach, we never we never have the answers. You have the answer within you because you have something placed inside you as a passion. You have something placed inside you as a purpose, something that if you follow it will fulfill you. So I can't tell you what that is. Only you know what that is. But what I can do and what we can do and what we will do through the show is to to help you find that, to help you see that... Following your dream, following your passion and your purpose, there's nothing wrong with that, and that that will take you forward. It will help you, and and we plan to bring people around you that can that can guide you. I mean that that's where the name is from, Ushari, the the teacher, the mentor. So that there are others that you can learn from from within, our own African environment. We're going to take a short little break, and then uh, when we come back. Um, I've got uh, Tengi here with me today. He's the producer of the show, uh, and we're gonna talk a little bit and have a little bit, little bit of a discussion about the show and where we see it going. Um, and uh, after that, then, then we'll open up the lines for you guys to start calling in and ask questions. Uh, enjoy the next track. Amazing music, love it. Uh, and I hope it got, you, got your heart pumping a little bit. Now, as I said before the break, uh, Tengi is joining me now. Tengi is the producer. Uh, of the show um, of impulse radio uh, and and Tangi and i started talking a little while ago um about the show about my idea of impacting more of africa of, of bringing more people from africa to a point where they can be successful and they can prosper where we are we are showered on social media with events in particular where where you've got companies selling the next massive thing to become a millionaire and everybody says how in three months I mean you've seen the ads in three months I became a six-figure earner and this is in US dollars This is not even in Quachow or in Nairo or anything. So You're talking about guys who give these impossible dreams and everybody wants to copy them because let's face it we all want money Nobody's in this world just to to sit around. We we want money. We want to provide for our families. We want to be successful. When you see something nice for your kids, you want to buy it. When you when your mother can't or your father can't look after themselves anymore, what is it that we want to do? You want to give them a home. You want to give them a place where they are taken care of with caretakers and all that. So uh, I I got uh, got hold of Tengi and uh, gave the idea, and it was very quick. Just a few seconds into our discussion, that I saw that. He has a similar vision for Africa. Uh, I, I think his vision was perhaps a little bit bigger than mine, and, and hence why <laughs> my Impulse Radio exists. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> um,
0: I don't think it's bigger than your I think, <laughs> Try to be bigger than anybody. I think you just need to have to do the job. And I think the job is to, to step up and say it's a time to make a change. And this change, of course, is from us, and it will not come from somebody else. So it was not about trying to be bigger. And I think that is mm. one of the things turn us African to be always late because we think individuality we think I must be bigger than what X or W. And I think that we should go out of this mindset and say let's work and let be together so that we can change the continent. Exactly. At the end, this is where we are and that is who, uh, what, for? What, what, what we're here for to make sure that uh, our kids, and that's why I want to speak about it, we all want to have money, I'm like, uh, it's nice to have money, but if there's no legacy,
1: the money goes back. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, and, and, and that's sort of where, where we are being pushed with uh, all these get-rich-quick schemes, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's something for you, and it's all about you. Um, and, and whether it's just part of the multi-level marketing system, which, which by the way, I, I despise. Mm-hmm. I hate these, these events and these... These guys who come around to say, I'm going to help you make your business great and make your life great and all these things. But each time you see them, you have to fork out another couple of hundred dollars. $300 for this one, $400 for that one. And, and, and that removes also the, 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 a lot of the authenticity of what you learn. Because the motivation behind it yeah. is wrong.
0: Yes, always, always wrong. Uh, because it's, for me, still stick on the exploitation. Yes. System, for yeah, this is yeah. what we call a neo-slavery. In terms of uh, uh, who's winning and who's at <laughs> the uh, that's why it comes from the type of mentorship that the show want to bring to the people. In terms of uh, quick, it doesn't mean uh, final.
1: Yeah, and, and it's not sustainable. Yeah. Quick is never ever sustainable. Um, <laughs> e- even if I mean we in South Africa, we've we've seen over the last couple of years, I and mean, the perfect example of quick wealth mm-hmm. uh, with all the tenderpreneurs you you get two or three big tenders, you make a couple of million rands, and you buy a Mercedes Benz, build a three four story house, and and then what? Then you don't give the right guy the right kickback, and <laughs> a couple of weeks later you're you're back on the street. The the, the Merck has been sold. You've had to chop off the top level of the house, and now you're down in a small little place. It it's not sustainable. And what what I really want us to achieve, and what I would love to see, and and I would love to hear back from the listeners, as they start applying these principles we will teach them, is how their lives have changed in the direction of their purpose. Mm-hmm. Not, not simply on what is the big thing now to make money. If tenders today is how you make yeah. money. If that's not what you want to do, don't follow that, exactly. that trend. Exactly. Find what it is that, that drives you, what makes you get up every single morning. That, that to me is is the most amazing feeling. If I'm getting up today and I know that today I'm going to do what I love, it's, it's very cliched the saying that if, if, you, if you do what you love, you will never work a day in your life. It's so cliched, but it is so true. But
0: it's like for me also, it's so cliché to say that I go to school and you will rich. No,
1: no never. <laughs> I, I went to school. We grew up very, very poor, and Everybody going to that. school did not work for making That's me what rich. <laughs>
0: Uh, The truth always uh, is portrayed as a cliche because we don't want people to basically embrace who they are. Uh, I that the true cliche are what destroy us, like uh, go to do the same thing every day, 9 to 7, wait for pension after Mm -hmm. the pension. So it's like a circle of poverty that we, in Africa, I believe, uh, mentor so much uh, and master so much. Like the Mm -hmm. fact that we, we wake up every day, do the same thing, go to the pension, get the pension money, get, you understand? So we, we they didn't teach, uh, or I don't know if they didn't teach or we don't remember because there's many different around <laughs> that,
1: that
0: Africa is from a society of legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the beginning, if you take uh, the Mali Empire, you have legacy. If you take Egypt, there's legacy. You spoke about Nile. Uh, there's, I spoke to some people who don't even know that Nile, a river, is in Africa, uh, is to say that if you don't even know what is in your land, how can you build a legacy? And I speak about legacy because I grew up with a lot of uh, a Jew community who always say, it's fine, you've been, but what about what comes after? Mm-hmm. You've been is fine, but we all be, uh, at one point, we all are like, oh, what will be left from your lineage in terms of the, the evolution, the change of the planet, the purpose of human being in the planet? Uh, and, and that's why when you came to the show, I'm like, it relates to what is reality, because what is purpose is very important. Are you here to make money die and send out school to to kids? Is it that why basically we've been placed on this planet or there's more? And if there's more, how do we get to this more? how do we uh, get to this point Mm -hmm. of excellence of being the human built for a specific purpose? And this mini notion for me, like I would like to uh, see in your show, and I, I know they are coming in terms of what is the difference between career and purpose? Yes, yeah. You understand? Because many people do a career, but is that a purpose? Is that really what they've been born for? And after the notion of equality, who for me did damage a lot our societies, in terms of assuming that we are all equal.
1: Yes, uh, yes. For
0: me, yes. that the first day I heard that I was young, and I, I asked my father, that is taller than me. <laughs> so, I, I think I was trying to tell you that. We are not it's unfair, that. This, is, yeah. this is not
1: right. No, we're not equal already, <laughs> so
0: when you say we're equal, what you mean? And it's also those understanding of such concepts who are misinterpreted. Uh, uh, yes. Africa, because we have democracy, you've got uh, many concepts like that, that. I believe we didn't steal those concepts properly in the society, in the culture, the education system and other things. I think you just jumping mm. on any movement or any ideology and try to make us ours, but it never less uh, being possible to apply them 100%. Uh, like even like I say, even democracy today, even the people bring, bringing democracy can apply democracy as it's supposed to be. So compared to a country, we are not from democracy. Country, who have their own challenges. Mm. Mm. You know how to move from be a beggar. To be a producer yes uh, 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 how to change a system when everybody think that politics is the issue when a big uh, country speak about business line, where business people make the decision on who's the become the president in africa is the the i, I will not i don't like to call them like that but they sell out <laughs> <laughs> they sell out most of the time you know most of the time became the leaders so we got a big uh, what you call, uh, what you call in French Gouya mixture of, a uh, and correct element that I think mentorship will assess yes. and make believe that to a young man somewhere in the corner in Africa, that anything is possible if you are born for it, if you, this is your purpose, embrace this. And I think all the door open and i go to every time I say, uh, I quote this thing from the Bible because I say the birds always find their way home and have food. So, if birds were not image of so-called God, mm-hmm. uh, how about the men who achieve?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: His purpose. Exactly. I think doors open too.
1: <laughs> well, no, definitely. You know, and, and I've got plenty of testimonies from friends and 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 people that I've worked with in the past, and my own testimony of how once you once you identify and you find what that purpose of yours is, yeah. it, it's as if the doors simply open. Okay. The 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 day that I decided to to join, or the the period of my life where I decided to join the John Maxwell company and and to become a coach and to to get away from just me speaking my heart only to people but put some structure behind it and give them a few more tools. Um, The the day I decided that, the very same day before I had spoken to anybody about my decision to become a coach, I had a client that walked into the office and and, and and we were talking about something completely different, and he spoke about a problem he had, and, and this was still within the transport industry. This was not in a coaching or a mentoring environment at all. And, and as we're talking, he says to me, you know, what you've just said to me really makes sense. Why don't you come and talk to my guys in the office? There's not a lot of people, just like five or six, we'll have lunch, and, and just talk to them, and let them see that it's not only me, mm-hmm. but that, that there is something more to it. And at the time, Right there in that moment, I didn't think anything of it. But as I, as I got in the car to go home, I'm thinking, this has to be an affirmation. Yes. This has to be confirmation that I have now touched on that door handle to open the door to my purpose, to my destiny. Yes, and, and you're getting these immediate confirmations of it. Now, whether you believe... When, th- when,
0: when you align.
1: Well, when you align, and it's that alignment, being congruent, in, when we talk in the NLP environment, we talk about congruency. So when you're congruent to your purpose, it just happens. Now, whether you believe that is God or the universe or, or Allah, it makes no difference. But whatever you believe there, when you align yourself with your purpose, yeah. it works.
0: For me it works, and uh, that is what I believe in. But I think that this um, this way of thinking is been killed. And I think it's time to restore them. Yes, because, yes. Uh, I think that in Africa this is what... Uh, is missing a lot. Mm-hmm. The fact that they don't understand how powerful it is to be aligned with your purpose and how the universe works around your achievement because that is what you're born for.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and that's where your joy comes from eventually. I, look, I'm not saying that people should stop studying at school or, or don't, don't do your homework and don't do these things, but, but understand that outside of that school environment, there is more to that. The education you get there, you should simply see as, as a base level foundation of how to count your money when you make it. <laughs> how to find a client sitting in the north of Africa when you're sitting in South Africa because you've done your geography or whatever they call it. I know they have all funny names for, for subjects now. It's no, no longer what we used to have. But understand that and very importantly, understand, and, and you spoke about equality, understand that we are not Equal and there's a very very good reason for that imagine if everybody was equal if everybody could do exactly the same thing We would not have brilliant people uh, I'll, I'll use Elon Musk as an example because he's from South Africa I mean he is so far from equal to anybody else and but but, but by no means is he better than anybody else but within what he wants to do within what his purpose is and and right now that is to take us to Mars apparently (laughs) I'm still looking at building a house but uh, he's going to Mars already so our dreams are different our aspirations are different do not think that your dreams and aspirations or that you as a person is any less than anybody else simply because they seem to have bigger dreams that's not your dream
0: and uh, maybe it's not your purpose.
1: Uh, of course,
0: I, I think like saying that like this when you take Elon Musk' uh, purpose mm-hmm. to p- take the humankind to another level, that is for him, and he does that with pleasure. Yes. This guy, uh, I think, uh, in the past years, uh, sacrificed more than trillion and billion just yes, to achieve yeah, his, yeah, exactly. his his dream. But you see, when you come back home in Africa, the fear of even losing a sense. Mm-hmm overtake what is basically your purpose. And the group will never for me, as long as they will not embrace that and say that okay, cool. I'm gonna go to work, I'm going to study I'm a PhD. Yeah. Yeah. And then what? Like I say, I like what you say. For me, like I, I say to my father, school is a, 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 what you call a guideline. It's like Bible for me. It's a guideline of what can come and how to anticipate. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have money, you can count it. There's no point. You you have money, you don't know where to invest because you don't know what is the so in the soil of your country or continent. Exactly. That is a problem. So education, important. But what do I do with this education? That is very important for me. And why should I do it? Was I born for 9 to 10 was born to do like Elon Musk mm-hmm. and say human race because for me at the end it's about the human race. I think each of us came to bring a different aspect of the human race evolution. So for you is mentorship, for other it can be playing soccer. Yes. The other can be swimming. But it does make like you say bring a smile every time to the the world. You know if, uh, I saw the guy who go for the Elon Musk program, they're smiling in their face. Even <laughs> though he say to them, many people will die. He
1: yeah.
0: you say, you say, I'm sure that-
1: On the first trip plenty will die. <laughs> this is what he said.
0: He said, but they still go there. Yes. It's to show you that as a woman we have more inside us. There's something who's telling us that this is not all. We're always pushing for our limit. Yeah. So my yeah. question if it, to, to all the people listening, um, what are you pushing? What is your limit what is behind you what is what is when you wake up there's something you say no i need to change that and that's mm-hmm. come inside mm-hmm. you and like I, I say and i think you put it well when you put your example of how we open everything Doors open it yes. starts from five to billion people yeah you understand from a small say a uh, move from you and say no me i'm I, I, i'm tired let me do what i was mm. born for because like even us, for example as impulse radio a journey where we uh, say to people uh, we're going to do an online radio channel Mm. and we'll make it a pan-african radio channel and they say pan-african i say and uh, this is me correcting the guys you know i meant cross-african and he said to me uh you guys how are you gonna do that this bbc i say yeah bbc was born to be bbc and impulse will be born to be impulse radio yes exactly You, you you understand and he didn't get that until last year he came to me he's like oh i see you on orange Bouquet." I say oh
1: <laughs> yes well, and then so, so no longer BBC but now he's seeing impulse yeah
0: he said no I saw you on the orange bouquet yeah, we, you stand you're sitting with a metro FM and I say yeah so that is from our idea mm. and because that is maybe what you're supposed to be born for and whatever you call it, you your universe God we make sure that it happened because that's why he, he, he sent us here so many people don't understand that and even my son uh, every day asks me he say, pap I saw you sell stuff. I saw you every time focus on this thing. Why do you do that? Why do you always want to assist people? <laughs> and I, I didn't answer the same day and I waited two weeks to one month, six months, come to me and say, Oh Pap, this guy helped me and he said that he knows you. I said, What does he mm-hmm. tell you? Mm-hmm. He said you do a good job. People. You do a good job. <laughs> <The other laughs> so he didn't because I wanted to implement to him the fact that the the the, the reward yes. is not always immediate.
1: Well, and, and, and unfortunately, society is teaching us that. Right? That is immediate. Even our social media platforms. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at um, look at things like TikTok, which is really popular with the kids. Yeah, including right? uh, well, kids. Uh, I, I guess anybody younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, but TikTok gives you satisfaction within a few seconds. So. They swipe, they look for 15 seconds, they get great satisfaction. You get that endorphin spike where all of a sudden your body feels good, your mind feels good, you laugh, you move on to the next one. Now, when we start work and when we start following our dreams, we expect exactly the same thing. And it's not a but it does not work that way. <laughs> they, they, they call it the microwave yes, uh, yes, society, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, that is beautiful what you say because the, as a media person, we ask what is the true agenda then of of, uh, of social media? Is it to deceive people?
1: Enslavement. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's enslavement. <laughs> Look, I, I, am, I am not immune to this. Um, I, I have my bad habits as well when it comes to social media. Yeah. In the mornings when I wake up, the first thing I do is I open my Google News, yes. which is preset to give me certain, certain categories news, yes. and certain news. And then I flip over to Facebook mm-hmm. and I look at a couple of videos and I read a few posts. I like a few mm-hmm. posts. I see who liked mine. That's mm-hmm. very important. Yeah. Who liked my post? Because I'm not going to like yours if you didn't like mine, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's this enslavement that we have. And I, I found that that has also been my biggest limitation in growing mm-hmm. my business. Mm-hmm was getting stuck on social media. Media. Even in the gym, I love the gym, I love exercise. But when I'm on the treadmill warming up, if I open Facebook to watch a quick video while I walk my five minutes, my my workout is messed up. I'm not focused and social media cannot help you focus. Yeah. That's the problem. So it it, it is enslavement, that's all it is. (laughs) I, I think we can do a quick break, yeah, I think, yes. uh, with, a, with a bit more music. And then uh, maybe when we come back, if uh, if there are any listeners that want to call in and ask something or or mention something they would like us specifically to talk about on the show, um, then feel free to call in. Otherwise, we'll just carry on uh, discussing what it is that we want to achieve through this. Um, we'll see you after the break. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, we Actually, during the break, we saw that we've shot a little bit over our time so to make space for the rest of the programming today we are not going to take calls just yet we are however on saturday morning um just keep an eye on our social media i'll share the details now we're gonna have the the proper show coming where we start with our very very first topic and and this to me is one of the most important topics that we need to talk about and it's about purpose finding your purpose and we will be making available some worksheets on our social media pages and on my website that you can go and download to work through the things, engage with us. Don't be afraid to ask questions, but join us then on Saturday morning, where we will start talking about purpose. And, and we're going to have a guest as well from one of our neighboring African countries that uh, that's going to join us and we'll talk about this together. Um, so... Yes, unfortunately, no calls today. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, the producer is going to not let me come back yeah, again time, because I talk too much. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's
0: exactly twelve o'clock here in South Africa. I know in Central Africa is minus one hour. You are just waking up, and uh, in Senegal is uh, like uh, minus three hours so unfortunately this is where we stop and see you every saturday the show will be happening every saturday and thank you to our sponsor the impulse media groups and of course our partners you and our listeners you of course and if you want to join us don't yes, forget yes. to call us on 061 2067 or just dm us on social media what is impulse radio africa Everywhere you can miss us, and you know, you just have to do something. If you want us close to your pocket, download the app. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, anytime you have a doubt, just pull the gun, you know, pull the uh, phone and check the (laughs) app. At least you can just tune in. There's always a solution for you. Yeah, yeah. you Mm -hmm. keep it on your phone so that you know, everywhere in Africa, you can be updated. If you have a business problem or mentoring Mm -hmm. issue, you know that now every Saturday, you're gonna have this show who's gonna basically assist you and push you to actually. Achieve what you're supposed to be achieving mm-hmm. in this planet and this is of course in procedure africa stay tuned for other update
1: thank you see you on saturday
0: thank you for listening to our podcast remember to like subscribe and share